Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello! Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm James. I'm Jess. <laughs> I almost forgot what our podcast was called, if you couldn't tell what just That's happened. Fine. It happens. <laughs> Today we bring to you uh, an interview with medium Megan Elisa. Um, it was a wonderful conversation, um, as you can see by how long this episode is going to be. <laughs> we talked to her for a couple hours. So she we go over a lot of things, a lot of topics, um, how she got started, um, different um, techniques in the UK and the US uh star seeds you know talk about ourselves a little bit I know. so it was great it was a fantastic conversation yeah like wonderful we clicked so well you just when you meet those people you know? yeah yes um, and uh we just it kept going and going and going i didn't want it to stop but i'm sure she had other things to do <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> probably so um definitely listen to that yes you can also um Follow her and book her for psychic medium sessions. So Megan is an evidential medium um, and she does book, pardon my son. <laughs> I promise he's not in the episode. <laughs> no, just this part. But um, you can find her website is MeganElisaMedium.com. These will also be tagged in the show notes and on our Instagram. You can find her on TikTok at Megalisa Medium. You can find her on Instagram at She's Got a Rebel Heart. You can um, go again on, on her website for booking. She has classes coming up and um, definitely check her out. She is a delight. So um, enjoy this wonderful interview we had with her. Enjoy. Yeah, we're, we are just so grateful that you're here so yes. yeah. I found you yeah. on tiktok because yeah. tiktok like, like really knows what people like they like yeah. they love, whatever algorithm they're using like it works yeah your videos yeah. started coming up in my feed like every day and i was like i oh, really like this person thank you i appreciate that yeah. Yeah. tiktok has been both a like i the things when i get messages of people saying like what you're doing has helped me be less afraid of the spirit world or like it's helped mm -hmm. me have less anxiety or like those things. I'm like, thank you. It's like what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, but then it's like, there's the people that are like, you're a fraud. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to mm -hmm. hell, like all these sort of messages. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you get that more on TikTok than you do on Instagram? Hell yes. Hell yeah. yes. That is. <laughs> I think it's easier just to like click like it's because it's right there. Know. You know, if you're yeah. like holding your phone, it's like, boop, right there. Yeah. I don't know. Like TikTok's a whole nother animal. Like it really is. It's it like is. a very weird sort of mix of like complete opposites. Right. Yeah. I think it's like mm -hmm. a really good example of like dualism mm -hmm. um, and yeah. like what the world has to offer in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah. I guess, I guess too, if you just, you happen to come across someone's page who like it's randomly, you know, like I think Instagram yeah. is more, you have yeah. to like curate it to yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And TikTok's yeah. just like stuff just comes up. You probably, right. I think like, that random. Yeah. Sometimes I get like 
right wing, like right. Nazi like, stuff. Nope. And I'm like, how did you get here? Like, how did this even <laughs> I know. happen? What did I do to my FYP to make this yeah. happen? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You just watched one yeah. video, one second too long before you swipe. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. That's probably how you get those <laughs> yes. weird, meanie people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. It's Tell people me. are people. And that's just yeah. how it is sometimes. Very yeah. true. Well, I think we get those messages too sometimes of people yeah. saying thank you and it helped them come to terms or it helped them not to feel embarrassed and things like that. Yeah. So in that way, I feel like social media has been like a positive force Yeah, because yeah. it's like more connective. But do you feel that way about your work, like about um, mm-hmm. mediums and, and yeah. people who work with spirit? So absolutely yes, and also somewhat no. <laughs> right. I think it's been really, really good to help spread, you know, proper information, right? But at the same time, it's also given people that don't have proper information a platform to spread all sorts of complete bullshit mm-hmm. that yeah. they don't know anything about, that they've just heard about, that they teach people like they have firsthand knowledge and experience that they don't. And there is a very big difference from learning about something versus experiencing something. And people don't realize that because they haven't had that experience Mm -hmm. to know the difference. So, and one, on one hand, it's been really good. On the other hand, you know, I see lots of people that are frauds working or people that are scamming people. Like I just called Mm -hmm. someone out about that on TikTok because I don't do that lightly. But when I see something that I know is really wrong and they're scamming people and they're not giving what they say they're going to for the price they're giving and all this sort of thing, my heart is like, you have to do something about this because if you don't do something about this, then you're saying that's okay. And Mm -hmm. I don't live like that. Like I just, I have very high ethics and um, I think that's so important in this work. So important that if you're going to trust someone doing this, that they have to understand the responsibility of what they're doing, have good ethics and standards for working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really trying to show that we can lift the standards for this kind of work, um, especially here in the United States, where I know there's, you know, we're going to talk about more about the differences between the United States and the UK and all that. Mm-hmm. But in the United States, we do not have a board that makes sure that people are worth it, working ethically. We do not have any kind of thing except for each other kind of upholding Mm -hmm. that or trying to educate people properly about it. So because we don't have that, it makes things really sketchy sometimes with those people practicing that don't realize like you have to go through development. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You may have a natural talent, right? You may have a natural talent as a psychic or medium. You have a natural um, gift to be sensitive, but There's a whole other side to it that has to do with learning ethics, learning responsibility, not only learning the mechanics, excuse me, mechanics of how to do it, but learning how to deliver messages properly, learning how to work with someone who's in bereavement. You know what I mean? It's it's Mm -hmm. such a big responsibility. And I don't think people realize that they see things on TV or they see things on TikTok or whatever. And they think, oh, cool. This is cool. This is a fun party trick. You know what I mean? I can go out and record myself and just go up to some random stranger and be like, Hey, your grandfather's here and give like pretty much no information and Mm -hmm. like use that to propel themselves and their ego. So obviously I have some strong (laughs) feelings (laughs) about this. (laughs) No, that's okay. That's that's good. That's honestly when, when Jess showed me your videos, um, 
that was one of the things that really struck me with you was that I don't see a lot of people calling out people who are taking advantage yeah. because it gives all of you a bad name. It, it gives everybody totally a bad does. name, which yeah. is one person who's taking advantage. Yeah. Like you said, if people who are grieving, people yeah. who are desperate to be in contact with certain people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy seeing you get you these, these videos where you get like really fired up about it because you are passionate about it. Cause it is, it is your, you know what it takes to work on your gift yeah. and yeah. to actually uh, not be a fraud mm-hmm. and be surrounded by it sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah, it's hard. And it's hard to, to do it too. It's hard to stand up and know that I'm going to get a bunch of people that are going to say either what I'm saying is wrong to say, or, you know, just to get a bunch of heat about it and drama. I know that is something that's going to happen. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I have learned throughout my time here on this earth that it is so important that I listen to my heart and my inner voice more than any other outside voice. And so I always encourage everyone to do that, to listen to your own intuition, listen to your own inner voice that's always guiding you, always leading you toward the truth of mm-hmm. things more than the outside voices that are trying to tell you it's this way or that way. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We kind of say something the same, just more um, simplified. You do you. (laughs) Yeah. You follow your own path. Don't listen to anybody else. And And anybody who's who's like telling you this is the way and this is the only way. Right. You know, it's kind of sometimes can be a little off-putting to some people. There's some people who, even in like the the witch community, who are frauds who uh, <clears throat> who do it to take advantage of people or they do it to gatekeep um, or they do it to sort of just like you said stroke their own ego so I think yeah. I think that yeah that kind of goes I guess probably for any community but yeah it is nice yeah. to see somebody standing up and especially when money's involved and people's emotions are right. involved yeah because yeah. if you it's- don't who is I, I know that's my, that's exactly it. And we don't have that. So it's like, yeah. how do we, how do we manage that? How do we, you know, I do try to be like, okay. I mean, I believe me, I see so many things where I'm just like triggered daily on TikTok and I'm just like, ah. <laughs> but I can't constantly live like that. You know what I mean? It's not healthy for me. So I yeah. only do it on the things where I'm just like, this is really wrong. And like, I have the receipts, believe me, I have the receipts. Yeah, and yeah. if you saw some of the things that I have recorded, you would be like so horrified. Uh, oh, but man, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel strongly about it, obviously. And um, I think that, yeah, and the same thing, like I see with the witch community and all that same, same sort of a thing is you have to put the time and dedication and understanding into something before you're out there teaching it and just using it to like for clout. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. what I see a lot of times is like, I want to have a huge following. So I will just give whatever little tiny bit of information I hear from someone else Mm -hmm. to do that. And it's like always the accounts that have the biggest followings that are the ones that are doing this. And I'm like, what in the hell? (laughs) What is this about? Why is that? It's it's easy. It's easy. It's the easiest way. It's Mm -hmm. you put something that you, like you said, you heard or you Googled it real quick and you can put it on Instagram. And people are like, wow, that person really sounds like they know what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We were just talking about this, actually, how um, people are. Uh, taking other people's content and mm-hmm. that's how it's it's really easy to do uh, right. because you just go on your Instagram page you go on the TikTok whatever you mm-hmm. cut out those little 
pieces where it shows who created it and then you just repost it and you're like well this is mine and you don't say right. anything else and anybody who says in the comments hey this belongs to something you just delete those they're gone you know Ugh. it's well, so easy to do that so yeah. easy. it is it's unethical obviously um and here's the thing is i know that one day they will have to face whatever anyone that deal. And this isn't like God is judging you. Like, it's not like that. <laughs> it's like you face yourself. And yeah. when you, when you go to the afterlife eventually, and you have a review of your life, you have to face yourself. There's mm -hmm. no one judging you. It's you doing it. So yeah. like everyone will have to face however it is that they're, what they're doing. And so, you know, and that's not to say like you're bad and you know what I mean? That's like all being bad and all that is like a human construct. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of why am I doing this? How am I doing this? What is it doing for me slash other people? You yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what in your line of work, what is, okay, let me see. How am I trying to say this? <laughs> <laughs> What are the, the biggest red flags to look for? Yeah. Somebody... So for like a fraud, like a fake yes. medium. And I yeah. do want to clarify there. I do want to clarify something. There's a difference between like a true fraud that really doesn't have any sensitivity and somebody that just has a little sensitivity that goes out and thinks they can start working right away because of that. And they don't okay. realize either. They don't realize there's development as a mm -hmm. possibility or they just choose not to do it because they want instant gratification. Right. Okay. So there, I do want to clarify the differences because yeah. sometimes those people get lumped in with the frauds and it's not that it's just that they don't know that what they're doing isn't okay necessarily, as far as, you know, going out to charge people right away for something that they're not really giving much back for, you know what I mean? Okay. Yes. So, but um, as far as frauds go, um, obviously you shouldn't be giving any information prior to the reading to the medium or the psychic, mm -hmm. as far as like, I want to contact this person. I have this going on. Here's their name. Here's their information. You shouldn't be giving any of that information. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because what is the medium or the psychic doing then if they have all the information and they're just regurgitating <laughs> that back at you? That's yeah. not evidence. That's just you giving that to them. Yeah. So I always say for myself, don't give me anything like all over my website. I'm like, do not tell me anything. <laughs> like, don't, I don't want to know. And I tell people like, you can give me a fake name. It doesn't matter to me. The name doesn't matter. Uh -huh. So like, that's a very big uh, red flag. So them asking you for information first, obviously you need to give them your email, maybe your phone number for contact to get the zoom link, or if like they need to reschedule. So that's something that is needed. Right. Um, but you could even have a third party pay, have a third party give, you know, have their email and have it like that. It doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like those are the things you can kind of safeguard if you really feel like you need to. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing would be um, if they're very fear based. So obviously that could either be because they're making stuff up or they've been taught in a very fear based way, which I don't agree with. But somebody that's like you have a curse on you um, and you or you have attachments and you have these and this and this is all these outside things are causing your inner problems. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can remove that for you for five hundred dollars. Oh, um, right. Like that's okay. a huge red flag. Yeah. Um, somebody that wants to make you dependent on them mm -hmm. um, for whatever your problems are. Your problems are your problems. And the, this reader is not going to solve it for you. They yeah. can give you guidance. They can give you information if they're legit, right? They can give you guidance, right. but everything is up to you. That is your personal responsibility to deal with your own shit. Yeah. So I will say, <laughs> and we're not, also we're not therapists. 
we can give you some insight, but you have to do the work yourself. So that's another big thing I want to say. Uh, but so some other things to look for. So yeah, not giving any information beforehand. Uh, they're telling you there's a curse on you that they are going to lift off. Um, they're giving very vague information. So like, or information that's not evidence or not being able to be validated. Um, so like, for example, the person I just called out, <laughs> they do these things where they ask for information prior, mm-hmm. um, and then they regurgitate it to the person. And then they say, oh, um, you know, and this person has this color angel wings. That's not, that's not information that's evidence. So yeah, you, you can't like look, verify that. Exactly. You need <laughs> to look for evidence-based information to know for sure that like that spirit person or however it is, if it's a psychic reading, they should be still giving you information that you did not tell them prior to the reading that is either going on in your life now, past things that have happened, things that you understand before ever going into any sort of future possibilities. So right. Um, yeah, so evidence is obviously a huge, huge part of it. Now, evidence doesn't give proof, really. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's going to be a personal journey. It's going to be a personal thing for each person. When someone's looking at a reading on the outside that's not involved in that reading, they may see information. And they're like, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, but it's very specific for that person getting it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. going to be. That's why this is really hard for people that are like, oh, that is nonsense and you can't prove it and all this. It's like, yeah, it's because you've never had that personal exchange. You don't understand mm-hmm. what that's like to have yeah. a really good reading with a good medium. You don't mm-hmm. get it. So that's okay. But anyway, I'm trying to think of other red flags. <laughs> um, there's a lot, and I have a lot of videos also covering red flags, but I also like to educate about like what you should look for from a medium. Yeah. Uh-huh. You should look for you know, videos of them working. If you can see them, if they do happen to work live and do like live readings and do demonstrations, um, not all mediums do this. That kind of work is called platform mediumship or gallery readings. But if they have that, I do <laughs> my Instagram, you can oh, go watch okay. any of those. Um, if they're working reviews, word of mouth, look at their education. Have they been trained and developed as a medium and where with who is it, you know, are these good quality teachers, all of those sort of things. And obviously if you can see them teach or anything like that, um, do you relate to what they're saying? Do you, does it ring true for you? Do you, you know, are they fear-based with what they're saying? And if that's where you're vibrating right now with all of that, then that's fine. But that's not my cup of tea personally, as far as being mm-hmm. uh, fear-based with things. So those are the kinds of things to look for. And again, obviously that they're providing evidence. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's a big one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people do um, could, I could see, especially someone who is grieving, not, uh, not particularly looking for evidence that you can actually. Right. Yeah, it's true. And, and uh, it it needs, it's important. So um, I do try to tell people like, there are people that are like, okay, well, I have this one thing in an envelope and you have to tell me exactly what it is, or this isn't count, (laughs) or I have a code word. And if that's not said, then, you know, this is all fake. And that's not a good way to go about it either, because mm-hmm. if you're if you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? If yeah. you're you know not counting any of the evidence that's coming through, that's that's I don't understand that. You know what I mean? If they're yeah. saying everything else yeah. is right about this person, you can't really be so close-minded about it, mm-hmm. because not every medium 
is going to necessarily be able to perceive those specific things. Sometimes they can't, sometimes it's not coming through for whatever reason. So that's another thing I think that's important for people to just sort of be open to what does come through. Mm -hmm. And obviously if it makes sense to them and it's, you can validate it, then that, that should count. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. one. So so with you, could you just walk us through a little bit like how you yeah. work or how, how, how did it start for you? Was this something you've always been able yeah. to do? Um, so how it started for me. Um, well, okay. So I'll just say I've always had psychic experiences throughout my life. So I would be, I would know things before they happened. Um, and I would say them out loud even before it happened, but I was still told mm-hmm. it was a coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, lots of things like that, where I was led to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just recently talked about this on one of my TikToks too. I know I do a lot of the TikTok references, <laughs> but, um, where, you know, I was 18 and I was driving through an intersection with a friend and all of a sudden I felt this incredible need to stop at this gas station. Like it was just this instant feeling I had to stop there. Um, Mm -hmm. so I went and pulled over and got out of my car and followed that. And when I went to look, there was a couple little candles and a poster board with three pictures of three girls that I knew as friends that had died in that intersection the night before. I didn't know it was a medium at the time. Like that wasn't something, but I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, like, it was just like, they were trying to show me, to tell me like, Hey, this happened. I had no idea. This is prior to social media. Like this was, you know, this was a long time ago. Uh, but like those sorts of weird things have happened all throughout my life. Now, I've also been told by my aunt and my grandmother that I was talking to my great grandmother when I was very young and she was in the spirit world before I was born. So I was talking about her. They hadn't told me like saying things about her when I was really little. Now, I don't have a memory of it because I was so small, but that's mm-hmm. what they told me. And I actually didn't know this until after I was already in development as a medium. So it's not mm-hmm. like someone told me, and then I went to go do like, right. I didn't have yeah. any idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then basically at some point in my early thirties, I started to have kind of a spiritual awakening or I call it a reawakening, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my dad had passed my grandmother who um, helped raise me past my mother-in-law, who was like my mom, who was like my best friend passed all three of them passed in a matter of a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw a medium, uh, they were able to come through. So just having that validation was really great. Yeah. And then I think things just started opening at that point. I went to a different medium at a metaphysical shop and she was like, Hey, I think you're a medium and here's a flyer to go for this development class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. And so yeah. I was like, I guess. And so I showed up um, to media Michael Mayo's circle, who is now my very, very close friend and my co-teacher who I teach with. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. I, I ended up going to his circle and that first night we sat in the power, which is a meditative practice where you're opening up your own spiritual energy and connecting with your guides and all of that. And it was a very uh, tangible, strong experience for me. It was like this energy went push, like, and it just mm-hmm. was very strong. And I was like, what was that? Like, it was like <laughs> incredible feeling. And then um, I found myself shooting my hand up when there was a, like they were doing a practicing, demonstrating mediumship in front of a group of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was like a circle of like 20, 25 people. So it was kind of a bigger circle. My first time, um, but I found my hand literally just shooting up on its own when he, when he asked for a volunteer, I don't know why. (laughs) Um, And so he was like, well, normally I don't let 
you know, brand new people. Let's just see what it ha- you know, what happens. So I went up there. He kind of guided me through connecting and I was aware of a male spirit coming forward. I, I could feel him. I could, I could sense it was a male. He was showing mm-hmm. me things and I knew who to connect with in the group. Like, so mm-hmm. I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> so basically <laughs> like after that first night, I was like, oh my, like basically my life changed. My life changed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I just. I dedicated myself to development. So I was going to all of the circles that were possible <laughs> that he was teaching. <laughs> um, like it just became very important to me and it changed my direction essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that happened over time, I would say, but it was, it, this is also not just about bringing through messages and doing that for people, but this is a spiritual journey for me. This is more of also connecting with my own spirit and like the greater spirit that lives within all things. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been, it's just, um, yeah, it's just been a lot that's been happening over, you know, (laughs) four years. So, uh, but I I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. So when that, when that happened in you, did you feel I feel like I would either be afraid or be like, oh, finally, you know, like epiphany type thing. Um, I think it was more of an epiphany. Like I was never, ever afraid ever. Like I was always into, I loved ghost shows. I loved stuff about mediums. I, for some reason, had a really odd um, thing about collecting um, crystal balls for some reason. My whole life, Mm -hmm. I just loved them. I had no idea why, like, I don't use that now, obviously, but for some Mm -hmm. reason I was always kind of drawn to that. And I had experiences using like the Ouija board with my family. Like Mm -hmm. I, my grandmother gave me her original Ouija board, uh, like way before, way before any of this. Yeah. yeah, And she taught me how to use the pendulum, Mm -hmm. uh, when I was 15, like, so so there was things building up. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like it was just, it was just weird coincidences building up to this, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> is there now, now I'm, this is, this is strictly about me now. Um, <laughs> personally, I will say, uh, I, I find that I, I feel like I shut myself off Mm-hmm. because there were times in my life where I thought I would sense things, see things, hear things, smell things, feel things. And if I wasn't actively trying to stop it, it would become mm-hmm. overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that, and then part of me is like, you're not psychic, like relax, you know, <laughs> you know, but part of me is like, maybe you are. So is that something mm-hmm. that sounds familiar to you? Yeah. So first of all, I want to say everyone is psychic. Every single person is psychic to an extent, whether you listen to that psychic sense or not, or your mind is very, very busy and you don't notice that is, you know, up to you, but everyone has that connection because you are a spirit in a body temporarily. And that is a natural thing. So I do want to first say that. So what you're experiencing is what you're experiencing. And when you don't understand it, it is very natural and normal for humans to go into fear and to feel overwhelmed when you're like sensing something you don't understand or seeing something or whatever. Um, that is a very normal thing to have happen. Um, so when we do go into fear though, what happens is, is our energy closes down, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're in fear and your energy closes down, that's very hard to connect into this higher, finer vibration that is Mm -hmm. spirit. 
Um, we need to be relaxed and open with our open energy, our aura, you know, our org field, our own energy, nice and open to be able to experience that. Yeah. So that's why you may notice, and I'm sure you have, that when you're relaxed and you're not paying attention is when these things sort of kind of come to you. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. That's a natural thing to have happen because you're just in that state of awareness naturally. Yeah. Um, so it's a whole other thing to do it on purpose. You know, that's also part yeah. of development and training to be able to just do it as soon as I need to. Um, but so for you, yeah, those experiences were real for you. You know what I mean? It's just a matter mm-hmm. of, do you, you are, this is the thing people don't realize. They think they're a victim of spirit. They think that like, uh, just because you have some sort of sense of something that means that, oh my God, no, like, I don't like, I'm going to see them all the time or I'm going to see mm-hmm. spirit or they're going to be constantly harassing me. That is not the case. Mm-hmm. You are always in control of your own energy. You are always in control, whether you want to stay in that awareness or close it down and go about your normal life of paying attention to the physical world. So yeah. You, people need to learn to control their own energy, to know how to have boundaries, to know when, yes, I want to work now. I don't want to work now, etc. That's always up to you. So if you do send something and you're like, I don't want to do that, then you just go, okay, I'm not going to. <laughs> you, know yeah, yeah. Like, you don't yeah. have to continue. Yeah. Um, That's literally what I will say out loud. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to, but the yeah. people that are constantly like always open, it's because they're searching for it. It's because they want to, whether that's because they need validation for their ego to know it's real, right? Mm-hmm. That can happen. Mm-hmm. Or they're really excited about it. They feel like yeah. they just should be open all the time and giving messages to random people nonstop, which is really bad for your energy uh, to be doing that. Also unethical to be doing that, to be mm-hmm. going around telling people things that they didn't ask you for. Yeah. Um, we don't go into people's energy without their permission. It's consent, just like, you don't want me touching you without my, you know, your, the consent yeah. or going through your purse or whatever. Like it's just personal. like the physical world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you don't need to be afraid of those experiences when they happen. That's the other thing. Um, there is nothing in the spirit world that I have ever come across ever, ever, ever that has ever tried to harm me ever done anything, but bring me love and support and try to help. Um, there have been experiences before I was a medium that I didn't understand. Like we were using the spirit board once in my aunt's house and the lights really honestly started flickering in the kitchen. And we were like, okay, that's kind of weird. And there was a, um, show on the TV that had been paused and they kept unpausing it. Literally the remote was right there. No one was touching Mm -hmm. it. Like yeah. while we're using it, they kept unpausing it. And so those sort of things I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> like they, now that I know what I know, like, I'm like, oh my God, I would love for that to happen again. Cause that just tells me they were able to use the energy of the harmony of what we were building to actually do things to communicate. Uh, yeah. All of those things are just a form of communication, all of it. Yeah. So even if you sense like a, something around your throat, all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I start to, I'm starting to feel <laughs> choked up or I'm trying to feel attention or a feeling of something around my throat. That is just communication. That is just them saying, this is how I passed. This is what I experienced. So because Mm. people don't understand, they get all afraid and they think some sort of demon or some sort of something is trying to harm them. They just don't understand it. That's all. I can totally see that. That makes a lot of sense. That's so comforting. It is very comforting (laughs) to know that. Like, you know, most of the mediums I work with know respect they know this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They know that the spirit world is love. They know that once we leave this physical body, we're no longer in the ego and the ego is where we have the fear 
and all of that stuff. Like this dimension gives us the opportunity to have fear, to have free will, to have all of the the spectrum of feelings and things, the lower, you know, considered lower vibration things and experiences because we choose to, we want to have the experience. If you think about yourself being an eternal being of a spirit, like, of course, you're going to want to come and sort of have a challenge for fun right? If you always are and always will be, you're going to want to have experiences that are going to challenge you and, you know, bring you to a place of showing you how strong you really are as a person, right? Mm -hmm. Like people only see one-sided sometimes when it comes to things, like they only see, oh, this is bad or this is good. They don't see that sometimes the painful things that we go through or pushing us towards something brilliant, right? They don't always see right. it's showing us the strength that we have, or it's making us do something really great in the world to help many, many people. They don't understand why it's happening when it is. They don't have that greater perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's just like love. I know I'm talking a lot. I'm so sorry, but no, <laughs> we're just like, no, we're, we're so, yeah. <laughs> Talk forever, please. Well, it's just like, you know, everything is double-sided here. So like love, right? We always think of love as always good, but what about the people that only love themselves that they're feeding into their ego and they don't Mm -hmm. love other people. They're only thinking of themselves or love becomes an obsession. And then again, feeds into their ego that they then harm somebody, right? They stalk somebody. So it's the same thing. We have to see that there is not just one side of something. So all of that, that you were just saying brings us into this love and light thing that you see all the time. Um, I don't know how it became such a big thing in the community. And even, even in the mainstream, you see a lot of love and light, good vibes only. And how you said, you know, living in the fear or living in the love too much becomes dangerous. Like Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about that type of mentality? Yeah, it's totally fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Um, Next question. Not... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Like, the, okay, so how it became a thing was through new age spirituality and this idea that you have to be in a constant state of a high vibration to manifest and only have good mm. things happen to you. So okay. there's this idea that if you have slip out of that, then you're not going to be able to do that. And you're going to, you know, it's like having blinders on to what reality actually is Mm -hmm. and um, thinking that you have to always be in this spiritual mindset without realizing that spiritual being spiritual is living being spiritual is just being here, right? We are spiritual always because we are spirit, whether or not you are like actively like searching a spiritual path. It, 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 you know, that's a personal thing. You're Mm -hmm. still spirit either way. (laughs) Right. So, um, I think it's really dangerous. I think it's a really dangerous mindset because it causes all sorts of issues for people, um, when they're not really facing reality, when they're not facing their true feelings, when they're not mm-hmm. going into their, you know, if you're not feeling well, if you're feeling down or depressed, like you need to be honoring that you need to just allow your body to feel whatever that may be. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have to stay stuck in it. Like if you're angry or whatever, you learn how to handle those things in an appropriate, healthy way. That's so when I talk about development for mediumship, it also includes personal development. So it's spiritual development, personal development, mediumship development, all together. Okay. So that personal development aspect is so important because when you're dealing in this sort of work, 
you have to be able to have the capacity to deal with people's grief. You have to be able to sit down with someone and not be like, oh, can't say that. That's negative. Oh, can't go rock on there. Like you cannot yeah. do that. You have to throw away your biases, your own beliefs, all these sort of things, all that have to go out the door when you're sitting down with someone to work with them. Um, so this idea of only being in love and light is toxic. It really is it's a toxic positivity thing that needs to go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a healthy thing. You can no. still manifest what I mean, like through, I don't know, like, it's, it's not just about be happy because if you're not actually happy, then that's not actually going to do anything for you, right? Yeah. If you don't yeah. actually feel that, you have to actually be in the vibration of that, feeling that. You can't just pretend to. And yeah. so it's just, I don't know, I don't like it. No, we, we don't, don't either. either. <laughs> <laughs> and we always like to ask people about it because... yeah. I mean, yeah. on the surface, it sounds good, you know, like you, know. you're yeah. positive and you bring yeah. in positivity, yeah. but like yeah. Said, yeah. you're just completely ignoring a com the other half of you. Yeah. Or right. I feel like at times it can um, make you feel like something's wrong with you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely think that. Yeah. Um, I, I also tend to think of it in this way that, yeah. I want to come from a loving space when I do whatever I do, right? I still yeah. want to be able to kind of be connected to that within myself. Yeah. But that has also to do with sort of sorting out what is my ego response versus a loving response, right? Mm -hmm. But I still think that love can hold all of those things that people think of as bad or, you know, less than good feelings, right? Right. And I, and I think that when we face those things in a loving way, we can incorporate those aspects of ourselves in a whole way to ourselves. Like, so mm -hmm. we're not segmenting, oh, this is the bad part of myself versus the good part of myself. No, you are a whole self that gets to experience all of those things. So when you bring them closer to you, like a friend, instead of bad, you get to go in the corner, you know, in the closet, mm -hmm. uh, we become an authentic, genuine person we become that person that we're really meant to be um yeah. and living from that truth and that authenticity in a way that's freeing for us and so i think that our crazy ass capitalist society which mm -hmm. yes still has some positives and a lot of negatives mm -hmm. um, teaches us that we have to have this certain image of ourselves mm -hmm. and otherwise we are bad yep mm -hmm. and i think that's really toxic and dangerous also yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I loved what you said, like, what is my ego response versus like, what yeah. is my loving response? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't like, they don't read, like, unless you've gone through therapy, which I'm a huge proponent for, I think like literally there's so many different kinds of therapy. So I'm not saying like, it's only one kind and that's the kind you have to do or whatever, oh, yeah. but there's so many different ways to go about it and mm -hmm. um, angles for things to heal your trauma and understand yourself. I think yeah. Yeah. part of our journey here is to understand ourselves and to understand what is my subconscious programming that I have picked up on through my abusive household and all the mm -hmm. shit people in the mm -hmm. grade school said about me. And, mm -hmm. and is that actually me or is that just what I'm repeating? eating because I've been told that you oh, know absolutely. what I mean yes James so, and yes. I are Burn. big proponents for therapy and we're very vocal about it on here and yeah we always yeah. prefer saying yes have your crystals have your candles do your meditations do your mm -hmm. in intentions do your full moon rituals do everything but also go to therapy like yeah that's a separate thing like it's yeah. not 
it's a different aspect of you. Mm -hmm. That's more of like a, you know, bringing yourself to a spiritual mindset through having some sort of whatever you're doing, right? Ritual, whatever. Uh, But the other parts are kind of like about understanding yourself, right? Learning about yourself and Mm -hmm. changing for the better. And there's this other, this weird thing that's going on too, of like, I am however I am. And that's perfect. Like, uh, right. which is great. like you are perfect, right. As you are in your state now, but you can also improve. <laughs> you, right. can also <laughs> you can love yourself as you yeah. are, as you are also learning and growing as a person yes. and realizing maybe this or that is not good for me instead of yes. being like, um, I'm going to just do it because I feel it. And I'm going to just go with it. You know what I mean? Like there's like very much a sense of that here happening right now as well. Yeah. So I think that's also kind of important to look at. I just think I've so throughout my journey of mediumship, I really have learned a lot about myself and like noticing you, you start to really notice things, internal things, uh, because you have to as a medium. And so it plays into all aspects of my life. Yeah. Um, and including like, why am I doing this? Why questioning myself? Why am I acting like this? Why do I think like this? Why am I responding like this versus or reacting? You know what I mean? Like all those things come up in me. Um, and so, and it's not about like reprimanding yourself for these things and noticing when you right. do something that's shitty. It's sort of like, oh, okay, yeah, I can take responsibility for that and yeah. I can learn from that and like try not to do that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My therapist always told me to um in the same way. Like my, a lot of things I dealt with were like guilt. I was brought up Catholic and like, that's a huge, huge part that I didn't realize, even though I no longer was a practicing Catholic, I didn't realize Mm -hmm. carried over into like the last, the second part of my life or whatever that means, Um, this part of my life. I was like, well, I'm not Catholic anymore, you know, whatever this. Right. And uh, it did all those things really stuck with me. And really, mm-hmm. I was really hard on myself a lot of the time. Yeah. And I'm, I think I talked about it on here where I really think my shadow work started with therapy because mm-hmm. you take the time to sort of yeah. look at the quote unquote, bad, dark, ugly parts of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can I, how can I make myself better? How can I make myself feel better? How can I be nicer to myself? My therapist always told me to uh, give yourself grace and treat Mm -hmm. yourself like a friend, you know, things like that. And I think that uh, the love and light thing or the I'm perfect the way I am thing, you have to kind of force all the rest of that stuff down and ignore it almost try to ignore it. You can't ignore it, but you can try, you know, you could try. Yeah, I, I totally, I can get, you know, it's interesting because I actually went to Catholic high school. So like I'm Jewish by blood, but I wasn't raised with any religion mm-hmm. um, because my dad was a PK. He was a pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. And he witnessed a lot of hypocrisy and um, he literally wouldn't go into church. He was like, literally like, nope, not for me. Like, yeah. just wouldn't even do it. Mm-hmm. So I understand, like, you know, and I also was Christian for a time as well. So I have gone, you know, I've, I've been around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I studied, you know, Wicca and all. I'm just a very a curious person. I'm a very, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like a worldly view of spirituality kind of person. And obviously through my firsthand experience with spirit, mm-hmm. like I know that literally there are many doors to the same place. So however yeah. that is for you, however you relate to that and feel yeah. you have that connection is perfectly fine. 
as long as you're not doing anything to harm people, you're Mm -hmm. not doing anything to put someone else down for their beliefs, then Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it's, it's great. Um, because there's so many people I've connected with on the other side that either never believed in anything, right. Were atheist, um, were Christians, super Christians and didn't believe in mediumship while they were here. Um, Mm -hmm. or like all, there's all different kinds of people and they all end up on the other side and it doesn't make a difference whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's so many people here that will tell you otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the ego again. They think they know, Mm -hmm. they know better. They think they know. You could be like a third host on this podcast. I swear. We have like all, we, I swear we like are all, everything you say, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. We've talked about this. Yes. <laughs> again and again. <laughs> again and again. Well, with yeah. all that in mind, how can someone maybe tap into what they have? Yeah. Um, well, meditation helps a lot and there's different forms of meditation, um, but doing something that be that puts you into a receptive state and helps you with focus really, really helps. So, mm-hmm. and why that is, is because you learn to calm and still the thinking mind. When we calm and still the thinking mind, we can move into the um, connection more with our intuitive self or intuitive mind. So that means sort of turning on the clairs that we have, which are our extrasensory perception. There's all these different clairs that can come through images, feeling, knowing, hearing, smelling, tasting, all of these things that are there Mm -hmm. for us that are not just our normal perception. Um, But so I always say meditation is really important to learning how to do that. There's a specific kind of meditation called sitting in the power, uh, which helps you to open up your own spiritual energy and to learn to feel what your own energy feels like first so that you can actually tell the difference between your energy versus a spirit coming into your energy, be able to understand what is happening with that. Um, And I actually have a YouTube video that explains, it breaks it down of why we need to do sitting in the power, how it works and all of that. If anyone ever wants to go look at that. Uh, But so yeah, meditation is one big thing. Just like slowing down, like getting off of your devices, getting, stopping that if you are constantly doing something, constantly thinking, constantly doing something, you are not going to be able to, again, quiet the mind to be able to hear your intuition. So Mm -hmm. when our intuition comes to us, it comes in a flash and it comes without information besides just, they're like, basically what it comes is here's information, but they don't add anxiety. They don't add like mm. that kind of a feeling. So mm. people don't know which, which is which sometimes, but the intuition doesn't say you must do this or else it just mm. goes, here you go. And it's your choice to do something with it or not. Mm. Um, so it can come through a flash of seeing, come through feeling, come through hearing. Um, and so being able to kind of hear that or feel that or whatever we're getting it as means you have to be able to kind of turn off that thinking mind to do that. So those are, those are really big. Um, oh, sorry. Okay. I turned, I turned off my, um, whatever <laughs> thing, but it didn't work currently. Um, anyway, so, um, also going out in nature, I think really helps too in noticing mm-hmm. it's about you're learning how to notice the, the things that are around you noticing the changes, noticing these things. 
Um, that helps you to, again, get out of your thinking mind so much and kind of pay attention to what's happening because Mm -hmm. when you're working either psychically or as a medium, you're paying attention to the stimulus that you're becoming aware of. So you are the one that is the instrument, right? You're the antenna receiving the information, but your job is just to relay what you're experiencing. So you're just saying, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this, or I'm being shown this or whatever. It's not my job to understand it. It's my job just to give it and for you to understand it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, the other I've thing never is, heard it, uh, described yeah. that way, but yeah. it makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, there's some people that will say there's a difference between intuition and psychic. It's not really, it's the same mechanism, okay. but some people will say intuition is for information for yourself where psychic okay. is information coming to you about someone else. Okay. So, um, you can have it either way. Again, it's the same mechanism. It doesn't make a difference really mm-hmm. how you call it or what you feel. Some people don't like the idea of calling some themselves a psychic because of all the negative connotations that have come about over life mm-hmm. <laughs> from yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But whatever you want to call it is fine. Nice. Yeah. I hope that answered your question. It did. It, did. it, it does. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously you have like classes that you can take. Yeah. Um, and things like that. Can you tell us more about, um, about those? Yeah. Um, well, I, do you mean from what I'm teaching? Yeah. Boost yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can tell you, so I have a a six week course coming up starting July 31st that I'm teaching with my longtime mentor, media, Michael Mayo. Uh, Mm -hmm. we're co-teaching together this course. It's for six weeks and it's a foundational course for mediumship. So when, Um, somebody goes through development for mediumship. It also includes your psychic awareness because again, it's all the same mechanism. It's just slightly tuning to a different frequency or vibration. Um, Whereas when I'm connecting psychically with you, I'm tuning into you more like here on the same plane, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the spirit that comes forward has a finer, higher vibration and kind of tuning from like AM to FM, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's just, uh, just through my intention. Mm -hmm. um, to do so that I can do that. Um, but what we're doing is giving a really good foundation for, uh, people to understand what mediumship is, to understand ethics, understand the responsibility, um, the need for personal development, all of that will be covered in this course. And obviously we're going to be doing activities, exercises, helping you start to really feel energy, um, building upon a lot of the clairsentience, because we believe that that really needs to be the foundation of, Mm -hmm. um, how you're working for the most part, because that way, when you do have a spirit coming forward, you can actually feel them. You can actually feel a separate being, a person in your space. And it's not like something you're grabbing at, like not something you're sort of like, I don't know, is this real? Is this my imagination? Like, what Mm -hmm. is this? You know? So, um, we're doing a lot of that through the six weeks and it's really, um, always such a lovely group of people that turn up and I look very much look forward to that. So that's, you can find information about that on my website, on my first page, there's a little picture in the events part. If you scroll down, uh, that will take you to his website. <laughs> where you can sign up if you're interested. And that's on Zoom too. Nice. And we'll oh, very that. cool. Yeah. yeah, we'll link that yeah. in the show notes too. Thanks. That sounds extremely helpful. Yeah. I feel I like the, the, the biggest part <laughs> that you talked about there at the end would be, I, and I'm wondering if this is something you help 
develop is trusting yourself, like trusting, like you said, am I imagining this? Is this for real? Like trusting your gift. Yeah. And that's part of the development classes too, or the circles, however you want to refer to them. But what you're doing is connecting with someone else's uh, spirit loved one that you don't know anything about. You don't know anything about this person or that person coming through. And so when you bring forward evidence and they're like, yes, that's correct. That tells you that what you're experiencing is real Yeah. Uh, because there's no other way you could have known that. Right. Yeah. Um, So that's through that process of learning to trust, learning to have confidence, learning to get out of your own way. All those Mm -hmm. are a really, really big part of your development. Mm -hmm. And that's the human aspect. That's the personal development part of it that you'll have to work on because those things will block you. Those, the need to control, the need to have it right. The need to, um, you know, be the one in control of what's happening with all of it is going to get in your way and you have to learn how to trust and surrender to the process and just give what's coming. Yeah. I could see that. Definitely. Someone as someone who has trust issues anyway, Uh (laughs) and it's really helpful that you do help develop that and teach that. And I think that's, yeah, it's really nice to have. And then having like the circle and you're, you're all there and you're, it's like, everyone is, there's no cynicism, right? You know, you're all yeah. there for the same thing. I think that's, it's like very, uh, it's like beautiful, you know, you, you're it all is. there and yeah, I love that. My, my sister and our good friend, we all, um, we try to go to the beach every full moon to like do our rituals together mm-hmm. on the beach. My sister lives on the beach. Um, and it's so lovely because you meet people and you're like, oh, it's the full moon. Well, and they're like, so like, who cares? And none of that's right. real or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's, so it's just nice to be around people who are mm-hmm. just genuinely there without that sort of, I think a, yeah. a society is very cynical anyway, can be very cynical anyway. Yes. Yeah. And having, yes. um, this is all learning to be very vulnerable with your mm-hmm. gift and with yourself and everything. Mm-hmm. It's yes. nice to have that support. Yeah, it it definitely helps to have a group of like-minded people come together. And the spirit world talks a lot about the importance of harmony. So the importance of harmony within the energy um, Mm -hmm. and being able to accomplish more through that together. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we're also really big on like, put your ego aside if you're going to come, you know, throw that, throw that away for a little bit and you can pick it back up later. Um, We're all here to support one another. We're not here just about ourselves. We're also here to help one another grow and develop. Um, And so that's also a really big thing. And that's why it's such a, they're usually such a beautiful group of people because we're all there for the same reason to connect to something bigger than ourselves to connect and know that this is real, you know, that these things are really happening Um, and to hopefully eventually change the idea of this just being nonsense to, you know, and it may never be able to be technically proven scientifically because it is variable and it doesn't always work and it's going to be different every single time that it happens. So, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's so much research out there and when people are like, how you can't, you can't prove anything. I'm like, just, you haven't looked at any of the research. Like there's research on consciousness there, you know, there's the SVR, which is, um, they've been working with spiritualism 
you know, since the beginning, trying to find the frauds and, you know, take the mediums that are legit and study them. And, you yeah. know, all of that, like that evidence is there that those studies as things have been happening since spiritualism started in 1848, you know, very quickly we learned that, Hey, we want to see, is this real, right? Is yeah. this, can there's, can this be verified somehow? Yeah. Um, but that's also like ego too. Like, yes, we have to prove yeah. that it's real, but it's right. like, isn't, aren't, yeah. aren't lived experiences like proof enough? Yeah. Isn't that enough? Right. Not to them. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, there's some no. people. Yeah. Never. Yeah. It'll never, never. be. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And then, you know, that comes back to the allegory of the cave, which, um, you know, someone's going to be able to see out, out of that cave and see there's all these really amazing things. And there's going to be someone that's like, no, <laughs> no, there yeah. isn't. It's only this part. This is all exists that exists. And this is my own little reality. And this yeah. is what it is. And mm-hmm. you're going to be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you stay you in your view. I'm going to stay in my view. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. hopefully something social media is helping with too. Cause we've talked about it before that these kinds of things have, uh, kind of like pendulum resurgences right and we're in a really big resurgence right now and is how long is that going to last is it going to help people change their mindsets change their views or at least Mm -hmm. is it going to get um change it so some of these things aren't trigger words they're just more kind of normalized which would be nice right Um, it would be i think i think a really big problem is starting from when, you know, a lot of the indigenous people who have always practiced spiritual knowing mm-hmm. um, were removed from their cultures mm-hmm. and were told that their way was wrong and that the, you know, the white way mm-hmm. was the right way and that, yeah. uh, you know, what they were doing was less than. And I think that we're missing a big chunk of our understanding and spiritual awareness because of these things. Yeah. And because we, um, you know, the people that were so arrogant and so egotistical to see something that was not like what they did to say that was wrong. Um, I think that we have just so much from our histories of understanding that we could have had. Um, and I think that that's really sad, but I hope that we can somehow reestablish, um, something through growing spiritually in whatever way that may be for you to have Mm -hmm. that connection again, and to not only think, that this material world is the only thing that there is because it isn't, it just isn't. I mean, there's so many different ways. Like I've had experiences through plant medicine to show me this. I've had experiences. I've had out of body experience. I have these experiences through mediumship. I've had visitation dreams um, that I know were real. I mean, Mm -hmm. they have shown me in so many different ways. And I think that is available to everyone as well, if they should seek it. And it's always up to you to seek it. If you want to, it's, you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the message too. Like you said, of everybody has this ability, like you're, it doesn't take a specific special kind of person. Like everyone can grow and nurture this ability, which I think is very very important because some people can think, uh, well, I just, I don't have that, you know, but it's like, well, no, we just have to, like everyone can, everyone can sort of be, maybe you won't be what your idea of the best is, but you can grow it enough to use it yeah at least have that connection for yourself you know what I mean yeah not everyone's going to be out there being a medium you know it's like it's the same as like saying 
you know, there's people that can play the piano and then there's Mozart. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. there's a difference <laughs> yeah. depending yeah. on like I know how know, to swim, but I'm not going to be the Olympics. Like. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just a matter of that for everyone. But and I and I do see a correlation between those who have had a lot of trauma and abuse as children that do have a natural um awareness. Uh uh, or sensitivity because they were turned into empaths essentially mm-hmm. uh, to protect themselves as a, as a mechanism to be safe. Yeah. I do see a lot of correlation between people that are mediums um, and that. So yeah. um, that is an interesting thing. Also neurodivergent. So like mm-hmm. I I'm dyslexic and I have ADHD. There seems to be a lot of that sort of a thing too, for some reason that our brains are just maybe a little bit different. The ones that are actually out there, like, doing mediumship you know what I mean yeah um but yeah everyone has this connection every single person yeah I just I have a question my son is neurodivergent he's autistic and he also has ADD and he said tells me he sees things he doesn't Mm -hmm. like to be alone in a room um, because he says he sees things he hears things Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night he wakes up he he told me not too long ago he was like, he's like, I was said something and he was like, well, you know, the things that I dream every night come true the next day. And I was like, how am I supposed to know? That? Right. <laughs> yeah. And do you have any advice? I don't want him to be afraid. Yeah. Right. Um, I yeah. personally wish I, and I know I, I can, and I will work on using um, my a gift or whatever it is um, more, but I want to help him. He's still young he's 13 yeah to not be afraid and to help maybe nurture him now instead of waiting till later or right I don't know what if it's if he's afraid should I help him you know one way or the other to shut it off or to nurture it you know I'm not right sure. right right mm-hmm. um okay so I want to address a couple things um, first, my son also has that experience so he has three out of five of the things for autism. But uh, he so he has the dreams and all that stuff, too. But I think normalizing these experiences, obviously, I would also want to say that for anyone experiencing seeing things that are uh, feeling negative or telling you to do anything that could harm you or someone else is not spirit. And you need to be making sure you are um, looking into that to make sure it's not a mental disorder, because we do want to differentiate you know, psychic awareness versus mental disorders. They're two different things. And you can have both. You yes. can have both. But yeah, they're not, absolutely. I hear a lot of people say that if you have certain things, that just means you're psychic or medium. No, you can be schizophrenic. You can have other issues. So right. there's people saying, don't take your medication. Don't do this. And that is very dangerous. And they shouldn't yeah. be telling people that. Um, so I do want to say that. Um, but to normalize it, to say it's very normal and natural to have these kinds of experiences is that there's nothing he needs to be afraid of and that he can own his own space. So he can have, like I was talking about earlier, creating boundaries for when mm-hmm. you are wanting to be open to be perceptive versus mm-hmm. not. So helping him understand those things, but also just really helping ensuring him to know that, Hey, if you see someone there, they're not there to hurt you. It could be a loved one in spirit or a guide that's there. You okay. know what I mean? There could be someone yeah. coming because they're maybe hoping you'll give a message to somebody. But mm-hmm. if you let the spirit world know, which I have very clearly let them know that I will not do that. 
if they need me to do that, they have to find a way to get to their loved one to have them come to me. I will not go out and just give messages to people that aren't asking for it. Right. Um, so you're always in control of that. So just helping him to know that's normal. His dreams, he's having precognitive dreams. That's very normal. It just means he has a stronger connection than maybe some other people that don't recognize those things. So mm-hmm. just helping to normalize it. Okay. I don't think you need to help him shut it down or anything like that. If that's going to happen, it'll just happen naturally. Okay. If he, you know, what happens for most people is they may be very perceptive and open when they're very young, which is very, very normal because mm-hmm. of our brains. So as our brains grow and they become more accustomed to this physical world, they tend to shut out sort of these extra sensory stimulus that's mm-hmm. could be happening. Now that doesn't happen for everybody. Obviously somebody that may be autistic or something like that, maybe that doesn't happen with their brain, you know? Uh, but you don't need to be like, oh, this is, you know, there's, I've seen videos of mothers who are afraid to don't know what's happening to their children, scare their kids and, yeah. you know, uh, put their own fear onto their children, which is not fair uh, because yeah. their children aren't the ones that are having, you know, they're not actually afraid. They're just like, yeah, I'm experiencing this. Right. Yeah. So um, just, yeah, helping to normalize this as uh, something, knowing that he doesn't need to share it with other people until he feels comfortable to do that. If he ever feels comfortable to share it with anybody, right. because the world can be very cruel. So, but that should be up to him. And obviously he'll gauge people's responses, right? Mm-hmm. We know that for anything, right? If we're whatever we are and we share that and it's not normal to society, we're going to yes. potentially have a negative reaction. And we'll learn through that. But the more you can just make him feel comfortable at home, I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I try to tell him sort of what you're saying, like nothing's going to hurt you and just tell them to go away. Kind of say, I don't want to see you, which is the things that I do. I just, yeah. I'm just like, whatever's here. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to smell you, whatever it is. And yeah. Yeah. I I think as parents uh, of all of us, we're all, mothers we all know you just mm-hmm. never want to do like the wrong thing you know? right yeah yeah <laughs> I think it's yeah. uh, mostly Absolutely. where I'm from mm-hmm. I would say just try to remember too that like most of the time spirits that don't have a personal connection with you aren't going to come and be like hey. <laughs> you know what I mean like, they don't have a purpose <laughs> to really yeah so it's yeah. usually people that like love us you know and yeah. know yeah. us for some reason even if we didn't personally have a relationship with them you know, great grandparents still know us, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're still paying attention to our lives, oh, even though we don't mm-hmm. recognize who they are maybe. So, yeah. you know, just, I think remembering that and just kind of being like, okay, like this, you know, there, I, have a, I have a sense of something, but okay, great. And just kind of move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like do to do. I do yeah. that. I, my, um, when I first had my son, the next week, my sister and my mom stayed, they came to stay for a few weeks. They live out of state. And um, so I wasn't in my living room where I would usually like get up to do my like nighttime feedings, you know, and I was in my room and could totally be exhaustion. But I was in my room, my door was closed, my husband was sleeping and I was like feeding my son. And when I'm in my bed and I look forward, like James knows, like my closets and then there's like my bathroom door. I knew someone was over there. Like I knew someone was over there. Couldn't see anything, but like totally sent someone was in the room. Yeah. I wasn't scared, but I was just like, I said out loud, I was like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think yeah. it was because yeah. my, the generations were together. Like my family was together. I think someone was just coming to like check in, be like, yeah, yeah. 
you're fine. But I was like, yeah, yeah. that happened a lot bad. with my, yeah. I was like, I can't. Last <laughs> January of 2020, January and February, 2020, my son, he was in the hospital. He had to have a bunch of surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, and all throughout that time, I also have a grandmother who practically was like raised me, my second mom. Mm-hmm. And she passed away when I was about 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And she used to wear very specific um, perfume. She's mm-hmm. wore white diamonds by Elizabeth mm-hmm. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all throughout the hospital in, um, in the waiting room, in the car and my, and the, you know, at, at home, I would smell her all the time, all the time. And that same thing happened when he was born. She was yeah. like, she loved children. She wanted like a hundred grandchildren and great grand, like this would be her great grandchild. Mm-hmm. And then, um, she had a special place in her heart for like, uh, special needs, she was always mm-hmm. helping people in the community and taking people, bringing kids in, bringing, like raising other people's kids all the time. So I think they have a special connection and I smell her all the time around mm-hmm. him, especially during that time or times. There was a time when he came home from the hospital and he was in a lot of pain um, and he couldn't sleep. He was like moving around and like couldn't sleep and he was like making noises. And I like put my hand on him and I was just like, like uh, I call her Nana, like Nana, just please help him to like sleep. Like let's, mm-hmm. he needs to rest. And then I, it literally was like, uh, like a fan turned on. It was like, mm-hmm. whoosh, and then her smell. And then he like breathed slower and slower and just rested mm-hmm. like the whole night. So things like that, I'm just going to make me cry. They yeah. really, those are the lived experiences right. that are just like, I have no scientific proof. No one else yeah. was awake. No one else experienced it, but right. I did, you know, those are the yeah. things Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. felt that person in her right. room. Yeah. Because you've things, even smelled it. You, when you met my son for the first time, you smelt it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're like, I was like, smell it? And I was like, no, I, I can't. I smell, yeah. Cause she right. loves babies. She loves, babies. but that's cause I don't have that connection. That's so with her cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, throughout the time you were just talking, they kept giving me chills, like going across my body like this, uh-huh. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like as confirmation. Um, but yeah, I think that's so beautiful that you have that connection with her and that experience. Um, I love that she brings you her scent and that's so obvious to you. And Mm -hmm. obviously they can, you know, they can kind of bring their energy to do those sort of things like you asked her to do to sort of help bring this calm or this love, this change, the energy around you, Mm -hmm. um, which I love. And Jessica, I feel like for you too, um, what you were experiencing, I feel like was trying to be like reassurance for you. Like, I feel like you were going through a lot of stuff in that moment. Like I feel like in that week actually, where it was like really overloading you and you Mm -hmm. were very tired, like all this sort of thing. And, um, I just feel like they were trying to be like, it's going to be okay. Like, I really feel like there was someone that just kind of came in to just to do that. Mm -hmm. And they don't ever try to come in, you know, scare us even mm-hmm. though sometimes it may be a little bit off-putting where you're just like oh there's someone here all of a sudden yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sense it you know but yeah. so just I think try to be more like oh thank you for being here you know what I mean try to be like thank you like thank you for coming and thinking of me like mm-hmm. thank you for trying to bring me reassurance thank you for that I think sometimes yeah. people are like I see so many people being like, oh my God, banish, banish, banish them. Yeah. <laughs> you sage, there's something that's there that shouldn't be. It's like, no, y'all, it's just, it's just like your family that loves you. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> so this is completely 
out of left field what we were talking okay. about. But I saw a video that you did about star seeds. And yes. I know nothing about star seeds. I hear people talk we about it nothing sometimes. And We've it's something we're it. actually, yeah. we're going to actually do like a whole episode on it. Mm-hmm. But um, I hear people, people are star seeds. Can you talk about that? Because you had sort of like a, <laughs> not so- a. I have a feeling your starseed episode will be very different from what I'm about to say. (laughs) So in my view, all of us come from, you know, a source, right? A source of love, Mm -hmm. whether that then includes deities coming from that, right? Stemming from that slash Mm -hmm. other beings that live in other dimensions slash on other planets, right? Mm -hmm. So we're all souls essentially, no matter how you're physically expressed. Okay. So the idea of star seeds, well, I'll just tell you what the idea of a star seed is. So the idea of a star seed is, is that you are coming to earth potentially for the first time, have lived on other planets, have a higher consciousness uh, because of that um, okay. and are here to do something to help humanity, I think is kind of the, the, the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I personally think all of us come to kind of do that in some way, but you know, whatever. Uh, but I also have a thing where I think that all of us, no matter where we have incarnated are again, a soul, right? We're all a soul. So I don't really like the idea of using star seeds in the way of saying my consciousness is higher than yours, because Mm -hmm. what this is really is a way to build your spiritual ego. Mm-hmm. Um, to separate yourself further from people. And I think that when I think of those that may have a higher consciousness level, I don't think that's what their intent is. I don't think that they're trying to do those things. I think they're trying to help everyone realize we're all the same, really. We're yeah. uniquely ourselves, right? We're expressed uniquely, but we are all connected still, despite that. We are individuals and connected. So we again have the two things that are true. Um, So a lot of the people on this sort of culture of star seeds or people that think of themselves as an India indigo child or a rainbow Mm. child or a crystal child or whatever, they're naming themselves something because they've always felt different. And that's Mm -hmm. something that makes them feel included or okay. Um, So it's kind of this, again, like sort of like an ego trap of being spiritual or saying I am more spiritual than someone else, which is unfair because you could be a very spiritual person and work the land um, and don't have anything to do with new age spirituality whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's this whole idea of the star seeds and the 5d reality thing that I'm Mm -hmm. just like about. I think that we purposely came to this 3D reality to live a 3D experience (laughs) while Mm -hmm. we are still growing spiritually, right? We're still understanding and sort of um, learning that we are spiritual beings, that we are connected and all this sort of thing. So I think it's like a sort of dangerous mindset to be like this idea that we're making this new earth and we're all going to go to 5d, but the people that don't get this, they're going to be left behind those people. It's like a whole mm. other version Sounds of Christianity. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like this whole idea of we're, we are the elite and you guys just don't know what you're doing. Um, mm. And you're going to be left behind because of it, which is complete nonsense. I don't no one's that. left behind. No soul yeah. is left behind. 
That is not a real thing. Um, It's again, it's just the ego. So it's like these tricks of the ego that come in through these spiritual guises that are trying to get people to feel better, uh, but it's, 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 it can be very dangerous. So I don't, yeah. I'm not, I have a feeling, like I said, <laughs> the person whoever's coming in to talk about Sarsi is probably going to have a different opinion about this than me. <laughs> well, it's not, yeah, I don't think we're, we're, doing an interview we're just going to research yes. it. We don't oh, have okay, anybody okay. coming on. <laughs> and then we, yeah, okay. and usually we are, we try to do both sides. So yeah, like usually at the end, we'll be like, this is a bunch of bullshit or like, yeah, we'll be like the <laughs> other way. Yeah, but, it's good. but we, I, then we'll be like, but you could do it if you want to. I mean, right. And always, and then it always comes down to that. Whatever you feel yeah. resonates for you do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want to believe in that, then believe in that, but yeah. always question yourself. Always ask, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it's so important to really question why, about certain things. Like if you're being told something and told, don't question this, or this is the only way that is a cult like behavior. And that is not healthy either. So it's, it it, it can be like this little cult really of like the whole idea of star seeds and yeah, it's, it's, and it all sort of goes into that same love and light idea. Um, I don't know. I think that if I'm sure there's beings on other dimensions and planets working with us. I am absolutely sure of that and trying to help us and trying to come to this understanding that this is about trying to help us understand what service really is and helping one another and our connection. Mm -hmm. Um, That love is the basis of everything, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that we have pain and all that stuff too. There still is really only love, but all those things are encompassed in that love. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. for our best good, for our growth and all these yeah. things. Now, someone recently asked me, well, what about the babies that die and their people are raped and tortured and all these things? And it's like, all I can tell you is I don't know everything. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know everything. I don't yeah. know the reason behind, behind why some of these things happen. And we won't know until we're in the spirit world. Could it yeah. be because that experience then changes the lives about around so many people around them to do something amazing does you know are mm-hmm. is there a reason why that child chose to come into the life to do that mm-hmm. knowing that they that's not their only life knowing that that's not their only time here you mm-hmm. know what I mean we don't know it do, yeah. is it because there is someone else's free will that is impeding on ours and they're choosing to do something to take away our free will to harm us mm-hmm. yeah. that's a possibility could it be there's some sort of karma that's taking place that we don't understand? That's another possibility. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different reasons why things can happen. It's not just one reason. Yeah, um, yeah. And we're not going to always know what that may be. And we may not know what it is until years later or never in this life. Yeah. So, and I think a, another, probably going back to that ego thing is looking for answers. Sometimes things yes. just happen. Yeah. Right. You know, like, and especially something that's so tragic as losing a baby or some sort of trauma. Exactly. Um, Look for why, why. And sometimes it's just, I think sometimes the universe uh, can just be random. You know, sometimes things just happen. Yeah. And uh, that's that's hard for us to, to come to terms with because we think we should know there should be a right. reason there should yeah. be an answer we right. think we deserve a reason we deserve right. yeah we're, yeah we're i think that's really tricky here. from our human perspectives and like yeah like you know we just have this very 
this very limited perspective about, and the other thing is, is people view death as a negative, right? We think of death as like the end, worst thing possible ever. Um, And that's not really the case. Uh, So I have a very different viewpoint than a lot of people may have about death uh, Mm -hmm. as being a transition to a new life in a different form, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the end. And um, I think that that is something people, especially in the Western society have to learn to kind of grapple with is mm-hmm. that death is not this worst case scenario, horrible thing, right? We think mm-hmm. of the loss of potential. We think of the loss of that person because we don't want them to go because of us. Right. Like, you know I mean? Selfish. Yeah. Well, it is, but it's, it's yeah. valid. It's valid. Oh yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Of course. But yeah. it's just, um, we have this very strange way of how we view things like that. And I'm, I'm hoping with the resurgence of like, or the, you know, the, the death doulas and the death midwifery happening um, mm-hmm. and the way we're treating uh, death in general to have it not be behind closed doors so much. It's like mm-hmm. someone dies, they immediately remove the body, take it to the corners and it's, you know, skim scary morgue, right? Like yeah. we don't want to see um, when we have the death duels and the death midwifery people coming in to anoint, help you learn to anoint the body, to wrap it in a shroud, to cover it in flowers, to, to have that body be there for three days, to have a viewing, uh, and not think of it as like, oh my God, this is like, I can't, I, it's, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, don't look, don't look. Yeah. Kind of thing. And yeah. I think that that is, um, first of all, dishonoring of that body and that person, and also something that harms us mentally to think of so much fear, so much anxiety about death. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke mm-hmm. to a death doula a few months ago mm-hmm. and it was really eye-opening to hear her perspective on it. And it does change. And yeah. instead of seeing death as just this big, looming, scary right. monster, yeah. she she really broke it down to say, you know, how it's natural and it it can be beautiful and it doesn't, it's painful, but it doesn't have to be the worst thing. And, you know, I feel like, especially as parents, that's like Mm -hmm. the worst thing you can think of. Of course. Yeah. Deepest, darkest thing, anxiety holding on to you. And so, uh, yeah, you were saying a lot of things that she said about Mm -hmm. honoring Mm -hmm. and uh, being instead of it being clinical and cold, you, you become a part of it. You take, you take a part of it um, as like a ritual. Yeah. Honor. And it's kind of like the Western society, like you were saying before, that's something that we've created. Right. I don't think there's almost any other culture around the world and through history who did, who does what we do, like in the ground as soon as possible. There's always ceremony and ritual and mourning and celebration. Right. Yes. Singing to the body, singing Mm -hmm. to the spirit, you know? Yeah. And, and, and realizing that, you know, I think it has a lot to do with the idea that here in the Western world, especially we don't think about the spirit. We just think Mm -hmm. about the body. We Mm -hmm. think about the person as the body. The person Mm -hmm. is not the body. Yeah. Uh, But I do think, and I did have this kind of download come to me the other day where I used to tell my family, I don't really care what happens to my body after. Cause I'll be, you know, I'll be out of there and I'll be in spirit and I don't care. Yeah. But I, yeah. I realized they, they showed me, I am only an aspect of my body. I am incorporated into my body right now, but my body is doing its own thing. My body is working um, nonstop to keep me alive, working hard all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's its own 
life in a way, you know what I mean? There's so many different aspects of my body that are alive in in its own way that I now feel differently about what happens to my body as I want my body to be honored for the work that it did. Mm-hmm. Not just because of me for Megan, you know what I mean? Not just me as the body, but the body that kept me alive and that, you know, helped me throughout my life to live yeah. this physical life. Yeah. yeah. I want to be and a tree. And brought in, I would like that too. Brought in <laughs> yeah. your child or your children and, you know, helped you to impact yeah. those around you mm-hmm. and make right. a difference. I'm sure more than you even know for some people. Yeah. yeah, I think I like that thought a lot. I do really want to be a tree. I want like yeah. a full natural, like just put me in the ground. And yeah. like I, we bury all so of our cool. animals like under our tree in the backyard. Yeah, Not all, we don't have, we're not like constantly like killing animals. We have like three of them <laughs> back there. Um, <laughs> but so I'm like, just bury yeah. me back there. Like have a party and you know, like, yeah. my backyard. Yeah. My mother-in-law, we, she loved nature and trees and, she was also very witchy and she was the one buying me Sylvia Brown books and psychic things way before I would ever cool. knew I was a medium, mm. but we put her under a tree, a new tree with a plaque and she's, she's in ashes under the tree, but um, <laughs> she is. Yeah. So she, I'm sure she loves that. Her um, carbon is uh, helping that tree grow into yeah. something beautiful. And I think that's so lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. I have a question about um, mm-hmm. the terms guides and spirits and yes. ancestors and things. Yes. Um, yes. Can you kind of explain just the, the differences between those terms or are they different sure. things or are they interchangeable? And So everyone has guides. Most people have more than one mm-hmm. um, and your guides are typically um, someone you will know, but not maybe consciously know, but someone in between lives or whatever that you would okay. know could have been someone that worked with you in a previous life, or there was some sort of uh, commitment made, or it's because their vibration matches yours really well and they want mm. to be able to help or whatever. But I think of guides and ancestors as slightly differently. Um, so I think that the guides or have special skills to work with you specifically in your life. And you will have different guides come in and out to work with you that aren't like more of your permanent guides, but people that come to inspire you or to work with you in different ways, like inventors have different inventor guides that come or doctors or healers have these different healing guides that may come and influence you or writers, musicians, any, anyone that goes into some sort of flow state to creative place Uh they can be influenced by these guides that are trying to come help you okay um so that's that and then as far as your ancestors your loved ones in spirit they can help guide you they can be a helper for you but i refer to them more as a helper than like Mm -hmm. the guide um because i do think guides have a special skill set in some way Mm -hmm. um that are like your people that are there with you from birth essentially um, so I do tend to think of them as slightly different. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like one last movie. thing that we haven't touched on yet was yeah. the, we were going to talk about the differences, how you sort of talked about in the UK, they're sort of yeah. like a, I don't like a governing board or something oversight yeah. mm-hmm. sort of thing. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? So, okay. So when it comes to when I, so I'm trained uh, in the UK style of mediumship, which is like the spiritualist style okay. of mediumship. Uh-huh. Um, and 
that all starts from, again, I, t- I touched a little bit about spiritualism as a, as a religion or became a religion, which mm-hmm. started in 1848 in the United States, in New York, when two girls started hearing rapping on the wall and were able to um, realize that this was a spirit trying to communicate and come to be able to be like, okay, let's like, rap for the alphabet, basically, to mm-hmm. give information. So mm-hmm. it all started with that. Um, but basically this religion was then it wasn't a religion yet, yet really. Okay. But this idea of spiritualism and bringing the reality of spirit through proving, or I don't want to say proving, cause we can't really say that, but through bringing the evidence forward, that spirit is a real thing then mm-hmm. was taken by an American medium, um, Maria B. Hayden to, the UK taken over there and then it became a big thing over there. So it still is a bigger thing over there than it is in the United States. Now in the United States, a lot of the spiritualist encampments aren't existing. There's still um, quite a few, mostly on the East coast. So like Lilydale, you may have heard of Mm -hmm. um, Canoga, I think is, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. It's in Florida. I might be not saying that right. There's (laughs) one in uh, San Diego over here. Uh, Harmony Grove, but unfortunately they had a big fire and they're still kind of not back to full capacity of what they used to be. Um, And there's not a lot of funding, unfortunately, at this point for all of that. But so anyway, so going back to the UK, the UK is big with spiritualism. I have a lot of churches and the Netherlands too, and also South America, but that's spiritism. It's a slightly different offshoot that came from Alan Kardak. Uh, who is a French spiritualist, then kind of made his own sort of a thing. Okay, I know I'm going off on a lot. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, go, go. I'm like categorizing <laughs> things in my head yeah. that I want to Google when I'm done. Yeah. 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 Uh, Say it all. So Tell us. <laughs> over there, there is the, okay, so we talk about the pioneers of spiritualism and the pioneers of mediumship, where the heyday of mediumship started to really grow um, from, you know, the late 1800s until maybe maybe early 1950s ish. Okay. We had a lot of really fantastic mediums out there working, bringing a lot of evidence forward. This is also when uh, physical mediumship started to become a really big thing where we then had a lot of people frauding people as well. So there's a lot of this all kind of happening at this time. So in the UK, um, they understand the proper way essentially to develop through sitting with spirit, through developing and being aware of your own spirit, through, you know, bringing through quality evidence uh, that's important because in the spiritualist religion, the way we um, basically are showing that there's an afterlife is through doing mediumship. So at the services, at the churches, they do, you know, an inspirational talk. There may be some music, um, something to enliven your spirit, essentially, And then they have one or potentially more than one medium working and for the congregation, for the people there to say, I have this person here. They're giving me this, who would understand this. And they give you a message. They give you information about your loved one and a message for you. And so that's how the spiritualist religion shows that life continues on beyond this world. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of just telling you like in other religions that this is this and that they show you. Okay. So the, um, there's a school there called the Arthur Finley college that is associated, that is a spiritualist school, spiritualist, um, place where people like Gordon Higginson, um, who was the, um, the, uh, I can't think of the word at the moment, all of a sudden, but the leader of the spiritualist, uh, spiritualist, uh, of UK, 
there. Um, president, thank you, thank you. President, Spiritualist <laughs> <laughs> National Union there uh, for a long time, who is a medium that a lot of people look to for um, good quality mediumship, right? He was he was the president for a long time. He taught at the Earth of Finland College and he taught a lot of the really good teachers that teach now Mm. how to teach, how to, how to be a good medium, all these things. Right. So there is a standard, there is a, um, idea that he said to people, you know, do you want to be a mediocre medium or do you want to be a great medium? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there is a standard that yeah. we look for and want to achieve for bringing those standards up for mediumship yeah. in the UK yeah, in the United States, we have a little bit more of a mod podge sort of a thing happening yeah. where we get a lot of mediums that, you know, we see on TV that may be like, who's Bob? You know what I mean? Like who I'm getting a little <laughs> bit of information. Who's that? Instead of the idea from more of the UK perspective of we don't need to ask questions. We just deliver the information we're getting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we may say, I'm aware of Bob. And then you wait for a little bit of context and they may give it to you. Oh, I know that this is this person or whatever for yeah. you, or they may not. And they may just be like, yep, there's a Bob. You know who that is? Cool. What's the next thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so we're not fishing. There's this idea. A lot of American mediums, and I think this is changing a little bit with the UK perspective and the teaching coming more to the United States mm-hmm. and being taught here that we don't fish for information. We don't ask questions. We deliver evidence. We deliver the information. That's it. Like you say, yeah. yes, you say, no, you say, I don't know. That's all you need to give me. You don't need to yeah. tell me anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that kind of standard is there. And so over there too, you know, for a long time, because uh, the mediums, uh, and spiritualism was so rampant at a certain time through World War One, World War II, um, and there was a lot of fraud and all that happening. They had certain laws, and they still have certain laws there. Um, one medium ended up going to prison. Um, mm. Helen Duncan wow. uh, for the Witchcraft Act. Uh, she was the only medium that was ever sent to prison, and she was actually sent to Holloway Prison, which is very close to my maiden last name, uh, which I always thought <laughs> where my people. Uh, came from was that area and like on oh. my dad's side so I was like huh that's interesting <laughs> but, um, yeah so there's a lot of history and I would love for you guys to actually do a, a podcast more about the history of mediumship and like spiritualism yeah. and mm-hmm. talking about the great mediums of the past that show us what's possible you know what I mean yeah through looking at our history and also not only that seeing what they had to go through to do this work like um and emma um harding um she was thrown stones people threw stones at her she was a uk medium that came to the united states um to teach or to do trans lectures to people and people threw stones at her like there's i mean mediums have gone through so much scrutiny um back in the day they even women let men look internally into them, look, get them stripped nude to prove that they weren't hiding anything in their body when they were doing their mediumship and ectoplasm was coming out of them and forming into physical beings that were speaking directly to those people that were in the circle. Right. So there was a lot that mediums had to go through, um, to just do this, to just, do what spirit is hoping for us to do to just yeah. say, Hey, you're not alone here. Hey, you don't need to fear death. Hey, you're a spirit too. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all we're trying to do. Like, and there's just a lot that's happened. So 
basically, yeah, there's like more of a governing type board, essentially kind of over there, especially if you're in the spiritualist churches mm-hmm. and you want to work uh, doing platform for the most part, they want to make sure you're trained well, you know what I mean? That you're yeah. um, trained in the spiritualist way of making sure you're bringing evidence and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I have, however, now technically, technically I consider myself a spiritualist, but also I'm not religious. I'm a spiritualist. I'm more of a universal Unitarian mm-hmm. slash. I love um, bhakti yoga. I love, um, you know, any religion that has about unity and love and devotion yeah. service. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. So I'm very open, but like I serve the spiritual churches as well. So I okay. may go do um, a church service for them. I may give an inspirational message. I may be the medium as well. So it just depends on what they're needing in that specific church. but. It's, you know, and you don't, you don't get paid, you know what I mean? You just go to do it to like offer service to people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the difference with a lot of people is some people Mm -hmm. are in it for the clout or the money. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Get out of people. I think that it's important to also say, because I get paid for my private readings, right? I do a lot of free readings publicly, but like, you know, I think there's this really weird thing that people think of, like, if you're doing something that's spiritual, you shouldn't get paid. And it's like, if Mm -hmm. you expect to be paid for your time and your effort at your job at Target, then why do I not also deserve to have money for that exchange for my time, my effort, all the years I put into my development and education, all the money Mm -hmm. I put into that. Like I, I don't know. It's a service. You're providing a service. Exactly. If you, and so if you're somebody who doesn't want the service, don't pay, you know, right. Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. And like, I used to, and I, you know, I do still kind of feel like this, but I used to think the mediums that charge like a huge, you know, 400, $800. Like I still think that's insane for my, Mm -hmm. for myself. Cause I do always want to try to keep my prices at a range where most people can benefit from having my readings done. You know what I mean? While still having a fair exchange or whatever. But like, I used to think, Oh God, how can they do that? Now I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that for me, but they're going to have to do whatever they're doing for themselves and whatever Mm -hmm. their reasoning is behind that. And people then have a choice if they want to pay that or not. You know what I mean? Exactly. So Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 That's capitalism, baby. It is. It is. (laughs) I think it's hard to like, well, like, especially if like you're really big, okay. Like if you're on TV as a medium and you have bazillions of people trying to get a reading with you, how do you manage yeah. that? And like, you have and to sort of have, filter out. Right. Um, and like, yeah. how do you, and if like, let's say you do have a certain lifestyle, just like with anything else, you, you know, need to some, somehow support that. Now right. I'm not saying you should necessarily do that through this way. Maybe there could be alternative ways too, but like, <laughs> you know, I just, I'm trying to just be less judgmental in general, which yeah, is yeah, not always yeah. easy for my Virgo moon. <laughs> 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 but like, you know, I just, I'm trying to let people, as long as they are working ethically, not yes. harming people yeah. and they're giving quality information and, you know, they're charging a lot of money. Fine. Then that's up to you if you want to pay that or not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. People are willing to pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've, um, listened, I listened to a podcast once with, um, she didn't call herself a medium. I can't remember the term she used, but she talked about that where she tried for a long time to keep her rates really affordable. And then Mm -hmm. kind of what you said happened where a lot of people 
word of mouth and she lives in Hollywood. So, you know, mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. higher income clientele. And she's like, you have to sort of find a way to filter out um, just, I don't mean it, you have to find a way to manage that. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But that's also why I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, she sort of talked about coming to terms with that as well. Like I'm not going to be able to help everyone, but I also can't help everyone. Right. Yeah. But I think that's why it's good to also have, if you can, do some sort of balance with like, I like to go on to Instagram live and do free reading. So like I spend an hour, hour and a half, you know, connecting mm-hmm. when you're doing the readings there, you know, maybe 10 minute readings or whatever, but you should be providing enough information where they know who that person is. Right. Mm-hmm. But you try to get through as many as you can to try to help people that maybe can't afford it mm-hmm. or they can't get in or whatever the reasoning is yeah. or they just need it. Yeah. And spirit knows that. So I try to find a balance between all of that and, you know, um, making a living. Cause yeah, we live in a capitalist society. Yeah. <laughs> you still got to pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, on that note, where can everybody find you? Where can, how can we yeah. support you? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, well, my website is Megan Alisa medium.com. So um, M E G A N A L I S A M E. D-I-U-M.com. <laughs> like, That's right. Yeah. Properly? Am I going to be able to do it? Um, so I have like that. So if someone's interested in scheduling, they do it right on my website. Ooh, the other thing I want to say, I know I'm still giving, you know, giving props to my whatever. I have my TikTok at Megan Alisa Medium. Mm-hmm, I have yeah. my Instagram at yeah. She's Got a Rebel Heart and YouTube at uh, Megan Alisa Medium. But I really want to say this too, because this is just for everyone. There's a lot of people making fake accounts of me, mm-hmm. but not only me, many other mediums, psychic mediums out yeah. there. So there is a lot of um, accounts. They steal your photos. They steal your videos. They uh, say that they're you. They're reaching out to people mm-hmm. saying, hey, can I give you a reading for 50 bucks yeah. um, or, hey, you want a reading, but you need to go to this website and put your credit card information in. Yeah. Please be aware that this is happening. Uh, be very vigilant. Look at the names very closely of who is sending you things. No legit medium will ever send you a message being like, hey, can I give you a reading today? Or, hey, the spirits <laughs> yeah. are telling me you need a reading today. Like, yeah. that's not something that we do. We don't solicit. Um, you have to come to me, to my website to schedule if you want a reading. Yeah, okay? that happened yeah. That happened with yeah. your account. And, um, before we had, um, scheduled this, yeah. And I messaged you to let you know, this was before we even scheduled any of this. And I was like, wait, cause I, the, they messaged me and the, the, their name was like one letter off in the middle that I didn't know. Double letter in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And it messaged me like, Hey, you need a reading. And then I clicked on it and it said like follow at the top. And I was like, I already follow her. So why am I? So then I clicked and I was like, Oh, okay. Like this is a thing. Like this is a, and then I saw at the time that was happening a lot. It is. It's really bad. Yeah. It's happening on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, look, I get it. People get into, you know, bad spaces with their money and they, you know, are desperate, but that is not the way to go about it. Um, and it's, it's yeah. And the funny thing to me is when they do it to psychic mediums who are also witches and they're like, bitch, (laughs) (laughs) 
like you mess so, up, you yeah. picked the wrong person. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, but yeah, it's just happening a lot. So I really want to make people aware because I've been trying to like, I put it in my stories, I put it on my Instagram, I make a TikTok, I, whatever, but like yeah. not everyone's seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. 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 Well, that's, um, yeah, that's great. Go check out. And then your, your, um, your classes are coming yeah. up as well at the end of yeah. And yeah, so that one's on the website. Yeah. So that's okay. like level one, um, for the first one, there's going to be a level two foundations course coming up. Um, it's probably going to be like a week off in between. And then we're going to start the second one because we have another group that went through the first one that's waiting to go to the second one, but mm. you know, people fall off. So we figured we'll kind of merge both classes depending yeah. on what people want to do. Nice. Um, but that will also be an option too. Perfect. Right. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Check out TikTok. Your TikTok and your Instagram are great. YouTube. Thank um, you. YouTube. Check out the website. Thank you so much for coming and speaking with us. This was so yes. much fun. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate you inviting me on. And uh, it was really fun to talk to you both and uh, get to, you know, obviously we're like pretty on the same page with a lot of this, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, yeah, it was great. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so thank much. You so yeah. Much. Definitely go check all those out. Support yeah. Megan. Um, those are in our show can. notes. And if you look at our Instagram post, all that will be tagged as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so thank you again, Megan. It was, it was a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and that was Megan Elisa. She is a delight. She is. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Again, check out all of her social media. At mm-hmm. she's got a rebel heart on Instagram at meganalisamedium.com at meganalisamedium on, on TikTok. TikTok. Her TikTok is like the best. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And uh, she's just as much of a delight on there as well. Yes. So check it out. Thanks for listening. Thank and you. So we much. will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. It's awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp 
that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm-hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for Sit for a Spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash sit for a spell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed be. Blessed be.